I want to welcome everybody to um, our show. And so we're going to go ahead and get started. I want to give you a little brief um, introduction about what the podcast is about today. And before I do that, I want to explain that there's not one person that's immune to fear. We are all humans, and that means we all feel emotions, and we all are affected by our thoughts. And sometimes that leads us to losing track of our character. So in those times, fear can take hold of us and make us feel trapped and powerless. So if you are at a time in life where you feel anxious and frightened or even worried, know that you are not alone. Know that within you is all the power you need to overcome your challenges. So today our show is about fears and doubts and how to embrace them in our lives. One of um, our guests that's here today, she is a very dear friend of mine, and we go back, way, way back. I met her at the age of 14, wasn't that right, Merlin? We was like fourth grade at John Tyler. I don't know what class we were in, but (laughs) I don't know how we met, but I just remember us starting to talk. And I must say, we are not experts, but we both have had our share of fears and doubts. She is the founder of the nonprofit Ultimate Connection Family Outreach. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. All right. And Merlin Denise's coaching services called Living a Life of Freedom. She is also the founder of the host and host of IAF, which stands for It's a Family Affair radio show. And not only that, she is newly launching her ultimate sisterhood connection. Merlin has much wisdom and is very knowledgeable in the word of God. And with that said, I'd like to introduce to you Merlin Pettigrew. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. Um... I know I um, introduced your little credentials, but would you like to give us a little bit more background about your life coaching or any one of the um, things that you do? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, first of all, I am a uh, life coach. Um, I uh, have a life coaching service, uh, live, Living a Life of Freedom, uh, which later on was turned into Marilyn Denise Coaching Services. Uh, because, you know, once you start doing an uh, area to where you're helping people to, you know, get on their feet and begin to start looking at life a little bit differently, it always launches into, you know, other things. And so it's a smorgasbord of services that are offered there. But for the most part, uh, we provide uh, service for services for individuals that, you know, have possibly got stuck side of the road somewhere, you know, just been through a lot of life challenges. You know, sometimes life can throw you a, a curve, curve ball, and and of course, fear can come in when we don't know what to do. Um, I think I think through the life experiences that I've had, God has really taught me how to bounce back up on my feet after every situation. After I really look at it from a healthy, you know, set of lenses, and so I come in to actually share that with others. Uh, we also work within what we call uh, Ultimate Connections Family Outreach Program as well, which is also a uh, caveat of the program. Really, it was Ultimate Connections before the, the uh, mentoring program started. 
which is an outreach service for families. And the only thing that we do is provide education. Uh, we try to provide the necessary tools uh, for health and wholeness, uh, you know, just, you know, living, living, living an abundant life, whether you have come from, you know, situations to where you were not as privy as maybe your counterparts or whatever. But I believe the word of God, the Bible says you can have whatsoever you say. And so I've, I have been blessed with the ability to incorporate the spiritual, um, the word of God with my family outreach programs and my coaching services to help people to learn how to uh, eliminate or move the challenges from them that try to stop them from getting to their destiny by simply using the word of God, uh, using your life experiences, and then also challenging the, the, the things within you that make you think that you cannot do it. Um, so that's a little bit about that. And then we also have a radio show. Uh, it's a family affair. All of it's incorporating what I always say. When you hear one, you hear all of them. Uh, mm -hmm. Our radio it's just that. I don't have the answers to everything, but God has blessed me with what I call the ultimate connection family, uh, whether it be uh, women, men, young adults, teenagers, children, whatever. And I noticed that when I went on the radio, that we were, um, um, you know, uh, uh, appealing to an audience that was bigger than what, you know, what I was trying to present to them. Mm -hmm. The Lord just gave me wisdom to bring, you know, other on with me. So we have a, a show that where I think it's like 16 of us on the show now. We actually have a men's radio show. We have a, a women's empowerment show. Uh, we have a single show, normally was the young adult show, and then we have a teen show. So we have the big ultimate family radio show, which I'm really proud of. And then we're newly launching. It's a, uh, um, the ultimate sisterhood connection, which we'll be launching on next week. Oh, okay, great. That sounds like an ultimate connection. And, that's, <laughs> yes. and I think that's what we need in life. Um, I noticed that you had mentioned um, something about fear and in your conversation and you said that luckily or blessed God has always given been made you able to bounce back and so when I think of fear I think of like an emotion caused by some type of belief that you're in danger or it, it causes pain or you feel that it's a threat and when I think of just fear itself I think of anxiety i think of panic i think of scare you know like you're being afraid i think of worry even and in such a time as this and what we're going through i believe a lot of people are anxious um while a lot of us we view fear as being something kind of negative i have kind of a different view on fear I actually believe fear can be what we call a life-saving emotion on so many levels. Think about it just for a moment. Let's say you're driving along at night and your car stops and you're kind of like on a country road and you have just passed a 24-hour service station about a mile back and your only choice is to walk back or hitchhike. Now to me, both of those situations, they come with their own set of dangers or threats. But once fear kicks in, you are not oblivious, um, I'm sorry, unaware of the situation, but it seems to me that you will become more aware 
and it can lead you to making healthier choices. So to me, fear can cause you to think. So I want to ask you, what is fear and what causes fear? Um, from my, of course, this is just our own, you know, opinions and it, it comes from the experiences that we've had in life. Uh, I, I believe that fear is just an emotion. Mm-hmm. It's an emotion that is triggered by uh, various known and unknown elements. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, fear can come from somewhere that you don't, you don't know about. Uh, I'll use for an example, um, I've not been, I was, I was fearful of, you know, what, what happened to my life, you know, different things like that, you know, whereas young kids pretty much are like that. They don't really have a, a, a consciousness of death or unless they have been introduced to death or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe family members that have been lost or whatever. So we walk around with an unconsciousness about the things that can happen around us because it really was, it's just an emotion and it's how you respond to it. And some years ago, um, I was I was uh, introduced to someone that they had been, um, uh, they used to live in the country. Mm-hmm. Country, you know, you got a lot of uh, wildlife, you know, yes. all that kind of <laughs> stuff. And so when you're in that setting, you're looking for things like that. People are telling you, you know, be careful. They got coyotes. They got they got bears. You know, they tell you anything. So in your subconscious, depending on if this is a reputable person to you, you're going to take their word and you will adapt fear. It's just an emotion, but you right. will stop that because they said that it was. So when you go outside now, you got your eyes bugged wide, you know, because you think that's... <laughs> because somebody introduced that to you. Me, I didn't come from the country. So when uh, this person, you know, came around me and I would do things that they were introduced to fear with and I knew nothing about it, they were trying to drop that emotion on me from them. And and I'm like, what are you scared of? And they're like, don't go out there doing this. Don't go out there doing that. Don't go out there doing... I don't have a consciousness of that because I wasn't around that. But do I understand it? I do. It can yeah. cause anxieties to take place with you. It can cause you to be fearful of something that's not even there because there's a mental picture in your mind about what we should be afraid of and when it may not even be in reality. So I think I think fear really is an emotion that can come from so many derivatives and depending on what your beliefs are it will drop on you i never got fearful of whatever that was because i had no point of reference <laughs> i'm like i don't live out there with with bear lion tigers and bears so i can't even phantom that so my next thing is let me see is it really something to be fearful of i know they probably bigger than me they probably could take me over but i have no reference to them i don't live around around them all the time and then say for instance if, you know, say for instance, if, you know, you were afraid, you you became afraid of something like that. And then you went up there and you got chased by a wild dog and all this kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Enhances because this thing really became real to you. And it's like now I've adopted that fear and I'm fearful of things that I shouldn't even be fearful of because it's just the just in case. And a lot right. of people lives with the just in case, which is right. really just an emotion to start with to start with you're exactly right you know um it was funny coming up 
it seemed like all of my father's on my father's side, all of his siblings seemed like they died early. And so I always had this fear, especially because my father, he died like at 39 or 40. I always feared that I would not live to be past 40. And I don't know why that stuck with me. So, but um, after speaking to one of my cousins and my brothers, we all had that same fear. You know, and I think it's like you said, sometimes it's what you see and what you experience in um, in life. And I noticed you mentioned um, what a, you mentioned one of my next questions of like what some of the what are some of the effects of being fearful? And one of the things that that really stood out to me is when you said anxiety. Yes. You know, yes. you know, anxiety. And, you know, when you become anxious, then you start stressing and stress is the quickest way to your grave, you know, yes. and, and fear can actually cause all of these different emotions inside of you. Um, let me ask you, is there anything that um, you fear or shall I say, what is your biggest fear? What is your biggest fear now? Um, I, I think, um, I think I have more unconscious fears than anything because mm -hmm. I've lived it now and wisdom kind of kicks in to say, kind of err on the side of caution with some stuff. So sometimes my fears are that maybe I won't be able to accomplish all that I was set out to do. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it could be life interruptions that keep coming in and right. like as soon as you get to one spot something kicks you back and eventually if you keep going through that a lot it makes you wonder will I ever get to that place so there's an unconscious fear that's up underneath all of that only because you've been trying so hard to get to certain places in life or to you know maybe if it's just raising your children successfully you know, just trying to, you know, um, you know, be the best because I've been probably a single parent more than I've been married, trying to mm -hmm. be, you know, override some of the stigmas with that, those, those kind of fearful things. Um, I'm fearful of uh, of adapting to the world system because the negative is stronger than a positive. And, and we've always heard that a negative can pull a positive down so quick. And the things that I have fought so hard to stay out of, I live in this world. The Bible says that we're, we're in this world, but we're not supposed to be of this world. Sometimes my fears kick in that will I adapt to the world system of doing things and become in it the, and then get mixed up in this melting pot. Our anxieties are living in there. Mm -hmm. uh, more fears are in there. Uh, reacting to certain situations like the, all of the all of that stuff runs through my mind. So one of the things that I have learned to do is I have to counteract my fears. Where did that come from? Mm -hmm. And if I can get to the bottom of where it comes from, I get a chance to examine whether it's real or not. And I think when it comes down to the emotion called fear, you need to go in and examine where it came from. It's just like what you were saying when, if you've experienced death of loved ones around you, uh, there is a, because this thing was real to you. It wasn't like right. some, you somebody died, you knew they did. And there is a place called detachment 
that takes place with us to where we don't want to detach from these loved ones. And so I got to take that emotion somewhere else. And I think sometimes what it does, it drops into a pocket called fear. And I'm wondering, you know, will I be going there too? I'll use for an example, uh, and it's amazing you you mentioned about your about your dad. Um, I dealt with death early in life. My mother passed away when you know, I was 10 years old. So I got introduced to this thing called the subconscious mind, all the things that bathing around in your mind about what the heck happened. I don't get this because that, you know, a little girl at 10 years old, you just don't understand it. And then life goes on. We get beyond that. I learn how to deal with it, learn how to face it. And then we have the death of my dad. Very different experience. My dad had, you know, I was in my forties by the time my father passed away, different type of death. It didn't feel the same as it did when my mom died. But when my sister died, that was an emotion called fear that if you didn't grab a hold of, that thing was going to take you somewhere. Uh, I experienced the detachment of, because I was closer to my sister than I was my dad, I experienced the the feeling of detachment of um, what, I I don't get this. I, I, I can't process it in my mind how to go about removing these people from my mind without letting fear come in to think, oh my God, something happened to one of us. Is it going to happen to the other one? So for, I think, a little over a solid year, unconsciously or quietly, everybody was thinking the same thing. Was it going to be them next? Because siblings had passed away before, but we Mm -hmm. knew that real and we kept thinking, who was it after? The moment that I went in and examined where the fear was coming from and put the fear back in place where it needs to be, one, being a believer helps you with that because Mm -hmm. I know that I'm not leaving here before my time. I was able to keep channeling that in to understand that this is a part of life. I'm not going to adapt to that thing called fear because this thing was causing you not to sleep at nighttime because you're going to sleep because you thinking, you know, am I going to die in my sleep or, you know, what's going to happen? All of that. Each one of my siblings dealt with it in a different way, depending on how they deal with fears in general. So the things that just had to be, I had to put it in its, in its rightful place. And do I still go through those things every day? Every day I'm challenged with something about my belief system. Do you really believe that to be real or is that just an emotion? Yes. You know, it's funny you said that because, you know, when you think of, of doubt, you know, the word doubt, um, there's a certain level of distrust. You have reservations. You're uncertain. And also, when you said your disbelief or what, what you believe in, sometimes we doubt what we believe in we're 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 not we're not sure of what it's like you said I'm, I'm trying to really get the words out it's a mental state you know both fear and doubt is a mental state and i believe that doubt is more dangerous than fear because when you doubt things you know it, it leaves you stuck it leaves you suspended it means you can't move forward and sometimes fear you you you're scared of something because you're doubting that's what I guess I'm trying to say. And so therefore people, when they doubt, 
They never moved forward. And had you not had belief in God, do you really think you could have moved forward? You know, with that doubt being so heavily in your heart about what your future is. You know, you mentioned being single parent. You know, I too was a single parent. And, you know, it's like when you lay down at night being a single mother, you know, okay, I checked, make sure the doors are locked, make sure my kids are in. Did they do their homework? Um, it's so much that you have to do as opposed to when you have a mate, they can help share the load. But when you're single, you do fear, are my kids hanging with the right crowd? Did I teach them enough? Especially when they get ready to go off for school or go off to, you know, venture into this thing we call life. It's like, have I taught them enough? Um, Are they mature enough to handle all of the things that we know life can can bring and those type of things brings fear and doubt into yeah. the most um stout christian you know so everybody yeah. um experienced yeah. that i want to um move into doubt for a minute because i have seen being in the classroom of teachers and i'm sure you've seen it with some of the people that you coach you know about life issues i have seen where I see potential in them, but they don't see it in themselves. You know, it's like they just doubt it. They they will not take charge or take the initiative to move on. It's like they get stuck. They cannot. Something happened to them 10 years ago. They still stuck in that same situation, talking about it. They drown it in drugs. They drown it in alcohol. They drown it in sex. They want to just numb the pain instead of just looking at the situation and moving on. What is doubt to you? And really, what do you think um, causes doubt? Well, I I think doubt is questioning my instinct reasoning. Mm -hmm. And what do I mean by that? Um, Everybody's got a set core of beliefs, whether it be wrong or whatever the case may be. Um, Anytime that something comes into question, what it is that you believe doubt comes in. I doubt it. Mm -hmm. I doubt it. One of the things I use as a illustration with my coaching program, because I do, that's probably one of the biggest corporates fear is up underneath. That's what you're trying to get Mm -hmm. to is bottom of it. But doubt is, is the smoke. You know what I'm saying? They say, well, there's fire somewhere. And so in order to change the mindset of an individual, you have to give them some different scenarios in life where you have to give them some transformational thoughts with it. So mm-hmm. say if someone comes into my program, husbands and wife, and and they, they're just, they've been trying to, you know, do this thing on their own for a while. Um, you know, now they, they can't communicate right. They're doing all that. But it's not that they can't do it right. It's that they're doubting that they can't do it. You know, it's like the very thing that they know that's possible. We run into barriers like, say, for instance, I tried to talk to Johnny one day and and Johnny didn't want to hear what I said, had to say. I didn't stop to think that Johnny may have just had a bad day. But in my mind, if I'm already fearful, that's the root, fearful Mm -hmm. because I saw mom and them go through a divorce that I'm going to go through it, too. And that's where it started. They were fussing. They were arguing. They were doing all that kind of stuff. Now, all of a sudden a thing that wasn't even supposed to be a big issue. It could have been just timing. Now I've dropped into another phase because I let doubt come in my mind to make me think 
that nothing was going to change with it. And now I got all these anxiety that's running around. So my mind is telling me a whole lot of things about it's not going to change, not going to do that. So when you bring them into a setting like that, everybody's already got their doubts, their fears and their worries that's coming in. They're doubting right. that. Now, mind you, they have to have some type of um, belief that something could change because they wouldn't be in the program if they were not. But mm -hmm. there is sentiment to that soul that when you have some experiences and say for instance you tried something that didn't work and you tried something else that didn't work and then you happen to go take that information to someone else that could not help you with things and they poured all their trash on top of now you got all of this stuff balled up and now my doubts are stirring up in there my doubts are, are they're not even mine it's just that some things happen that right. cause me to question what I really believe does that make sense to you what I really believe, yes. I, I wouldn't have married them did I, if I did not believe that we could be successful in this. But right. I got all of these other um, interjections that came in. Now, doubt is surfacing up and I can't do anything until I get doubt out of the way. Because when doubt comes in and really sits and sets in my heart, and no matter what you say, I doubt it. You know, right. you need to try this. I doubt it. It's because you got a blocker that's there. They don't want to see anything else. So now I got to go in and figure out what, okay, what's causing you to think like that. And so now you're telling me, well, this happened and that happened. Now, did you go in to see if these things were real? Okay, maybe Johnny did not have the conversation with you, you know, like you wanted him to. But you did you start to think about, uh, first of mm -hmm. all, how you, did you stop to think about what Johnny may have been dealing with today? Did something happen in Johnny's life? Is is Johnny's parents still living? Is mom, is, is any, everything going okay with mom? This is what I call relational couple. Is mom doing okay? Anything going on with his kids? Did something happen on the job? That's what I call when you get in and get that pillow talk in. Right, the, right. You get a chance to hear things. See, and what, what, but you know, the Bible says that when two become one, they become one flesh. And so when I'm into you, I can hear what's going on with you because I'm, and it comes to eliminate the doubts in our marriage. He may be doubting something else, whether he can make it through. But when I connect up to somebody that's going to be positive to override that, they're able to push out that emotion so that I can move on. There's a scripture and I always, I always connected to scriptures. There's mm -hmm. a scripture, Luke 22, 31. And he said, he said, and the Lord said to Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. Mm -hmm. I've already prayed for you. He said, I didn't pray that your faith don't. He, he said, I didn't pray that you don't fall into right. temptation, fear, doubt, worry, all that. He said, I pray that your faith fail you not because mm -hmm. it's your, your belief that's going to help you to rise up from from out of that place so the doubt is i think everybody has it at some point in time but you got to go in and examine where that doubt is coming from if i'm worried about my children you know whether the children gonna be you know wrong people you got to understand these children are exposed to a lot of things in life yes. anything to do with us we have to also remember i used to always say my children have another dna in them they don't just have my dna they have the DNA of their fathers. <laughs> I don't 
know what their daddies did. I don't know if their daddies had a, a proclivity to hang around these kind of people or, or what. So what I tried to do to get doubt off of me as to whether I did a good job with them, I want to go in and examine to see if you're, you know, making the right decision because ultimately it's going to be you. You know, but I want you to go in and recognize, okay, you hanging around drug dealers over there. What's what's up with that? Why why you don't being being around drug dealers? Don't you know they carry guns and all that kind of stuff? Exactly. But they, they don't have a fear of that. And I hope this is making sense. They don't have a fear of that because there's a DNA in them around that thing and ain't nothing fearful with them with that so now they got to understand that that might not be the right thing to do so on our mind we over here worried about something they ain't even worried about so that's where i do believe our relationship with god go back to my belief system go back mm -hmm. to my relationship with god lord watch over them protect them because to be honest i don't know the calling that god has on either one of their lives exactly calling for them for our marriages for our relationship I'll keep them because he's the one that's got them in training. He's the one that has them in school. Right, exactly. You know, when um that that made me think back to in the Bible, because I heard a um a sermon the other day about Adam and Eve, you know, like God, uh you I ate it because of that woman you gave me and everything. Yeah. You know, and so Eve, she showed a lot of lack of confidence. Um when she was approached by Satan, because when you think about it, when Satan, he tempted Eve, he said, he said that he, he, Satan was the one that first introduced Eve to doubt to me. And this is my opinion of yeah. it because he tempted her and God had given a clear command regarding the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and has uh, specified the consequences of this disobedience. But when Satan introduced that doubt into Eve's mind, he, he said, did God actually say you will not eat of any tree in the garden? He wanted her to lack confidence in God's command. And so when she affirmed, it's like she said, well, yeah, God said that. And she even repeated back what the consequences were. But then when Satan went back and he replied with the denial, which is um, a stronger statement about about doubt to me he said you will not surely die so that is a tool that satan is still using today you know to give us lack of confidence in god's word and we experience that every time we know we right know the mm -hmm. right thing to do but yet it still is be like mm, i don't know would mm -hmm. that really really happen you know mm -hmm. so it's like you have to have confidence and and that's another thing like i said that I feel um, keeps people from just moving forward and going into God's um, calling is because they lack that confidence in what God has told them. If, if, yeah. if you have a spirit inside of you, because that's what God gives us. He left us his spirit and he left us his word. And so yes. when we're listening to the spirit of God, we're reading and we're amongst godly people and everything is lining up, we have nothing that we need to fear about. We have nothing that we need to doubt in our own minds. So, um, do you think that doubting can improve or handicap our everyday living? And what I mean by that, because 
And I want to ask this for fear too, because when you really, really think about it, there are advantages and disadvantages of yes. both fear and, and doubt. Both of them. Yes. But there are some situations that we should be fearful of, and there's an extent of it. And then there are some um, situations that we should not be fearful of, and vice versa with, with doubt too. Um, would you care to kind of elaborate on what are some situations that we should have doubt in and that we should be fearful of uh, because I have one example that comes to mind you know like when we're having to make a decision and we're we have some doubt you know you had that uneasy uh, feeling inside of you like I don't know about that you know that I don't know some inside of me just is telling me I shouldn't do this I shouldn't do that to me that kind of doubt is good because that to me has been my experience of the Holy Spirit talking to me saying, no, don't take this role because there's danger, unforeseen danger that you don't know. And I'm telling you, if you uneasy about it, you know, don't do it. Um, I forgot that Buddhist, um, he's the founder of Buddhism and he said, doubt everything and find your own light. You know, what? that's the same thing. What, what are the advantages and disadvantages of just doubt and fear? You know, I, I do believe they, they do have, you know, the, we, we understand that both good and evil are all, they both working at the same time. That's why the Lord said that all things are going to work together for your good. Um, mm -hmm. I believe that there are some, some, some doubts and fears that are for, to our advantage. Uh, for instance, this pandemic that we're going through right now, uh, mm -hmm. this is called, uh, caused us to open our eyes uh, because it's a fear of the unknown. We don't exactly. know happen. You know, we don't know if it's atomic bomb going. We don't, you know, it take you into all kind of thoughts and exactly project into your mind or whatever. But I think we we need to be uh care we need to be cautious of the emotion called fear with this because that emotion may be the one that's protecting us. Say for instance, um, you know, you know, they've been, you know, telling us, you know, with the stay home order that you know we need to you know stay cautious and this and can't see nothing in the air but we see the evidence that people have been dying from this exactly. and so really you know use use your 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 instinct about you know you know what needs to be done so when fear is coming in about you know whether we may die it's a possibility that we could okay just stepping outside you know you you could it's airborne all those kinds of things so that kind of fear coming in i think it make it causes you to be wise about exactly. your exactly you don't just go out there mingling all around and doing all these kind of things as far as me doubting you know um i think even my doubts those are projections that come in that make me start thinking because every time that you know that little man in me that says you don't need to be fearful of nothing there's wisdom that comes in and says, you know, I need to I need to peep into what this thing is right here. Whereas normally I would go out and I would do certain things or whatever and doubt tries to come in and say something else. I'm going to pay attention to what the doubt is coming in to say and I'm going to bring in a voice of reason. That's why I have been doing more praying during this time. I stay in the presence of God about this because, you know, I, there's this saying, God, I need you now today than I did yesterday, you know, because there are some other elements that's coming in 
to stir up more and more fears, you know, in my life. And I understand that these are uh, these are real things. And and I want to say this um, pertaining to good fears that come in. You know, like for instance, um, you know how we live in our lives, and you know it's it's all hunky dory, or you know I don't have these kind of fears like everybody else or whatever. And then life happens to you. God had already sent maybe a vehicle come to come in to maybe share with you some life experiences that somebody else has gone through. That one that you will know that it can it's real. It's a possibility, and we as Christians are not exempt from anything. So instead of me adapting to the fear, what I'm going to do, I'm going to have a I'm going to have a listening ear to maybe what some of the things that another person experienced, you know, what were the emotions that took you in there? And if I have someone that now they're they're hibernating in their home, they don't want to get out whatever. I want to know what caused you to go into that. So though the fear is there, and I, I'm not going to run from it because I'm thinking I'm not fearful of anything. I know life experiences are real. And if I'm not careful, I don't know what's airborne out there that could jump on me too. So I'm gonna use I'm gonna use some wisdom to listen to the vehicles that God is sending to my life to speak to me about a matter that may be trying to touch the t- touch that place in my heart. So when it comes, that I can have a word for whatever it is, and then it's dropping down and anxiety coming in. Next thing you know, I'm I'm talking all out of my head because this thing has caused people to become emotional. Uh, there, there, it's like an it's like an emotional imbalance is taking place with people. People don't know what they believe. You know, should I believe the news? Should I believe what you know? This and that. It's all kind of emotion. You got to weigh that stuff in yeah. to see want to be real. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So fears that are there. I think they they can be some good fears that are there because it causes me to use wisdom to look in to see is it is it anything to that is anything I need to be cautious of you know or whatever the case be let me take precaution so that I can eliminate fear okay mm-hmm. I'm resting into where she bring in anxiety and all that I want to examine it enough to move it and when the doubt comes in it's like okay I hear the words you say because that's what it comes in through your ears or your eye gate things that you see and I'm like okay let me examine whether I really doubt that. And then some things, Renata, to be honest, there have been some things that have come in that I couldn't I couldn't weigh it out. I didn't know the yeah. difference between the two. I had no experience with that. But I do know that I've experienced life changed on me somewhere. Things right. that I didn't believe in at one time. It's like I'm questioning myself as to whether that is real or not. So the Lord is having to take me into a place to where he can share with me um, he can share with me, you know, um, you know, what's taking place and uh, if that makes sense to you. Yeah, it does. And, you know, um, one of the things I want to kind of flip the script for a moment because, okay. you know, we said and we say that fear is an emotion. Well, I can give you two stories and it's really kind of funny when I think back on it. But I remember I had to go to Lou Sterics for court and, you know, they had the little skywalk where you had to cross over (laughs) cross over the little thing well i was just walking along very confident and then finally when i got over i went whoa and i looked down (laughs) it wasn't emotion at that point my stomach literally got butterflies in it i mean like i literally had some kind of physical reaction to that that bridge i guess falling and 
And it not only, I can remember when we lived in California and some girl, we had a Shetland pony and we kind (laughs) of lived like in the little country area and there was a stable and we had to go across this ravine and the ravine had a little bridge on it. And my brother, he would just walk right on and then me, I'm hesitant. He's yelling at me, come on, Renata, you know, and getting mad at me because I'm scared to cross that little ravine. And so that skywalk, like I said, it just piggybacked from there. And I remember my mother and me, Brittany, and my children, we went to um, a family reunion, went to Opelousas, and we had to go on a bridge. And, of course, the bridge wasn't high to me, not like the one in New Orleans, you know, where you have to cross over. But it was a high bridge, like you go into Arlington, you know, and you have yeah, the yeah. Um, 35 off of 20. Yes. And so I'm looking and looking. I'm like, where in the heck is my mama? Girl, my mama done back back <laughs> on the side of the road from the bridge. But fear is a real thing. It, it is such a strong emotion. And some people make light of it that it's just an emotion. No, sometimes those emotions can bring about physical devastation to you. And so back to the bridge, going to the courthouse, this doctor was walking across and everybody was going. And then I literally almost had tears in my eyes. And I said, you're going across there? He said, yes. I said, please, can I walk with you? And he looked and saw that I was really devastated. And he said, just close your eyes, just take my hand. And so I, I went on and did it. And and now that I look back on it, I said, now, if I would have just realized that if it's my time to go and this bridge collapse, then it's my time to go. There's nothing I can do about it. But yet it's still, it's, it's a crossfire because some people are saying, well, if it's my time to go with this coronavirus, then if God want me to have it, I'm going to have it. And they say, but I'm covered in the blood. But I tell people just because you covered in the blood yes you are covered in the blood that means you're gonna go to heaven when you die you know but god gives us sense Wisdom. to follow the laws of the land as well you know yeah, if our yeah. leaders are telling us the leaders that's over disease and control are telling us to you know cover your mouth wear the mask stay in the social distance then we should be doing just that even though we're covered in the blood what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a that's a thin line. Um, uh, first, go back to the fears, you know, fear of height, the fear of crossing, mm-hmm. you know, dangerous things. Somewhere somewhere in the subconscious, something happened. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we're not we're not normally conscious. We're not normally. Um, uh, first of all, God didn't create us. OK, um, he created us to, you know, uh, to trust him through all things. But life happens, like you say, and kicks that out sometime real quick, depending on how young you are and you know, what depends on whether you were introduced to God at an older age. Some things have been playing out in your life. And say, say, for instance, if you're, you know, crossing over, you know, something like that, somewhere in your mind, it's like death comes in. And it's like that unconscious thing that was there, that's what's surfacing up. It's the unconscious of, is something gonna happen to me? And then we start, and if, if, say for instance, if we grew up around individuals that was always saying, watch out for that, you don't need to do that. Don't do this, don't do that. They don't let you think on their own. And in your mind, it ain't really your thoughts, it's always the, the thoughts of other people. 
And so now when you're out there in real life and I got to do life, all I hear are all the subconscious things in my mind. So I'm very scared of things that, you know, it may not even been the bread, the, the catwalk or what. It could have been just, I'm scared of death. It could be, right. I'm scared. It could be all that because everybody keeps saying, watch out for this, watch out for that, watch out for that. And so we end up developing, you know, those things. But the great thing about it is, if you notice when you said that, like, when I cross over with this doctor, you crossed over with somebody that didn't have fear. And right, I'm saying right. that say, in order to dismantle fear, sometimes we've got to get around people that don't walk with that type of fear and what they're right. doing and to help us to eliminate um, okay, small things that are going on around. And so, you know, it starts, you know, moving. It doesn't mean it's not going to real. I, I, I take me, for example, for a long time as a little girl, I've always been afraid of heights. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it came from. I, I just don't know. And going from in Texas, going over the the big bridge, going into Galveston, that oh, yes. terrified me. And and I think my biggest thing was, you know, where the channel, the thing opens up. Uh-huh. And you're thinking that maybe your car will fall in the wall. <laughs> I think that's what happened because I'm I'm thinking of all the if ands, but and so when we it's I'm kinda like your mom, if it were me driving, I probably would have bagged back because this thing, you know, it kinda overtaken me. But I noticed that Renata, that's been years ago. And uh, when I was, when I finally became an adult myself and I wanted to go to Galveston, I wanted to go somewhere bad enough, you can't mm-hmm. get into without crossing over that bridge. Right. I had to face the fear of my heights. Now I still got these same thoughts in there, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm, I'm facing this thing. And so now when I get ready to cross over it, this is not that the stuff that's, on, that's not, not on my mind. I'm just thinking that you know, okay, I gotta, I've gotta conquer whatever this is. And Renata, to be honest, I think when you ask, did I have any fears? I think mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest thing that I have challenged in life is dealing with my fear with heights, with dogs, animals, different things like that. Because I think it's something subconscious within me. And mm-hmm. when I get around people that make me feel okay about that, mm-hmm. I have to be able to cross over those mountains a little a little bit better and I, I say this to say if you're dealing with anything out there that has fear attached to it worry attached to it anxiety all those kind of things it would it would be of benefit to you to ask God to send someone in your life that can help you to eliminate all of the or eradicate those fears that's in you now mm-hmm. what sometimes helping others killing you you know what I'm saying sometimes me trying to help you you drowning me with it but you got to know that when people are afraid those are real emotions to them every precaution they can to try to save themselves but you have to be skilled in what you do to to help them to understand that this too shall pass in life but you it won't pass if you don't face it you think of and so my thoughts are, if I've got fear of something's going to happen to my kids when they get grown, when they make the right decision out there, in order for me to eliminate the fears in my mind and not try to make my kids stay at home, I'm going to get a, a part of some support groups to where mothers have talk, are talking about this. Right. Children, how did you feel when your child first left? 
empty nest, all those kinds of things. These people come in to help help me with more information than I, what I have right now. And they help me to eliminate that. So it does matter like the direction that you're going. And if you got a lot of doubt, fear and worry on you, it does matter who you keep hanging around. You can't keep being around people that reinforcing your fears and you know not letting you think and you don't have a personal relationship with God because you got to find a way to conquer the things that's going on with you your anxiety where is it coming from what happened mm -hmm. getting around people that are free from those things Renata has a tendency to help you through it it's not saying that you're going to be perfect at it but at least exactly. I'm correction exactly and you know I want to just kind of um, close out um, with a nugget. I always try to leave a nugget for people, but you know, fear is, is a part of life and yes. we do experience fear and that spirit of fear, it can overcome us. And so just to leave with you, we need to trust in and love God completely. And yes. the Bible says that God did not give us a spirit of fear. Okay. And I don't know if that brings encouragement to you but second timothy 1 and 7 says for god has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of sound mind and so when that spirit of fear takes us over just know that that's not coming from god and so right, i like right. what you said when you said we have to take control over it. we have to get to the root of our fears and we have to pray on it and so don't be afraid don't be afraid because God will never leave and or forsake you. But then when you are fearful, sometimes it's good to be fearful of things. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's the nugget that I want to leave with you. Uh, Merlin, uh, before we close out, is there a nugget that you would like to leave with um, our listeners? Well, I think the thing that I want to leave with them is to know life is real. And we go through some real experiences, but just remember that's what they are. They are experiences that we go through. Uh, the Bible says that we go from uh, from from um, from death. What it says from uh, from anyway. Uh, uh, there's there's a passage of scripture in Second Peter. I couldn't think of the scripture I was thinking about, right. but one in Second Peter uh, one and four that says that God has provided everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness. And meaning everything that I need on the inside of me is there. Now the journey is getting there. Right. How will I get there? Because some people are doing well with this. They facing some of the same things. I look at people through the pandemic, people experiencing in different ways. And I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, your belief system. I would, I would leave with them. Be careful what you find yourself uh, subscribing to your belief mm, system. Yes. Because yeah. uh, that, that belief system will cause you to go in some various different directions, okay? And it, you, we, we may think that this is, you know, that's that's the way that it's going to be or whatever. But what if it's not that? It's going to take you in a direction that you really did not want to go in. So um, I would always say try the spirit by the spirit. By the spirit. See whether it's of God or not. And it takes a minute to do that because you have to have some quiet time. And then get you some good people in your circle, people that, uh, what they say, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, whatever is just. He said, if there be any virtue, think on those think things. On these things. Yeah, start thinking on those things. And it will help you to remove 
though. It's not going to move everything, but you chipping at it one day at a time. Exactly. Exactly. So with that, well, I'm going to close out with that because that's, that is the key to overcoming fear and doubt. Yes. It's just to kind of put your complete trust in God and trust in God is a refusal to give in to fear. That's right. All right. So thank you for listening. And um, I want to thank Merlin one more time for being on the show and um, look her up. Um, can you tell us how, if someone is trying to um, get into like your outreach or your uh, ultimate connection, what, what would they need to do? There, there are quite a few portals you can go into. You can look me up on Facebook. Uh, Facebook, I'm up under Marilyn Denise. N-I-C-E. Uh, also, you can go to my website, www.mdwinnerscircle.com, uh, which is where you'll find out about all the different ministries that are there. Uh, for if you want to email me or you just, you know, if, if you Facebook me, you can always inbox me. I, I deal with a lot of people via inbox. Um, if you want a consultation, say, for instance, if you just dealing with a lot of this stuff and you need you know, that one-on-one or some group time, you know, times together. I'd love for the, to have people coming into the program to help you through through those situations. So you can email me if you need a consultation or whatever. You can email me at Marilyn Denise Services. That's M-A-R-I-L-Y-N-D-E-N-I-C-E services at gmail.com. And I'll be sure to respond back to you. Also, if you go to my website, there is a questionnaire on the bottom of one of them uh, 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 with my personal services. Do you want a special, you know, consult or whatever? And I'll be happy to, you know, reach out to you guys. So, yeah. Okay. So if you didn't catch that, I will put it in um, the comments box okay. um, on this recording. So with that said, thank you again, Merlin, and have You're a welcome. blessed day. All right. You too.